0: Hello and welcome to Unearned Confidence. My name is Ben and I'm here with my buddy and co-host, Kyle. Each week we get to interview one of the world's most exciting people that is somehow pushing the needle on either sustainability, electrification, or just badass humanness. Today, we have the pleasure of talking to Mr. Stefan Yetterborn. Stefan is the CEO and founder of cake motorcycles, which is ridecake.com ridecake.com and also the former CEO and founder of POC helmets and protective gear for gravity sports. Stefan is coming to us from Stockholm, Sweden. Welcome Stefan. Stefan, how are you doing?
1: I'm all right. Uh, we're all in the, in the same situation somehow. And, uh, you just need to spend your time differently than what you're used to, but I'm all right. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, it, this is uh, we're all learning. I'm, I'm, I am i i did not anticipate two months ago that I would become a, uh, a, a online video chat host. Like that was not something that ever occurred uh-huh. to me. Perhaps, perhaps you're the same. I don't know, but I didn't I'll, anticipate. Yeah.
1: That. I mean, somehow there, there are a lot of different things, but, but we'll see. I might end up where you are, you know, in a few months. <laughs>
0: Well, we're getting through. It. I mean, this it, truthfully, it hasn't—at least in, in in our regard here, my regard in my house. My, uh, I have three little boys. Uh, my wife works in a hospital; she's a physician, and uh-huh. uh, she goes down and you know is, has to be a part of uh, uh, that that whole thing. Uh, yeah. But but otherwise, I mean, the kids love it. They love. They've been loving being home. They miss their friends, but they've been loving being home, and it's yeah. it's not too bad. I mean. This, if this is as bad as it is uh, in terms of having to socially isolate, then I think that's the least we can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So Stefan, you know, I found you, uh, I, I frequent this publication uh, called electric.co and they uh, showcase primarily Tesla's and electric vehicles, uh, four wheeled transportation, however, they uh, the 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 guy that started it also is a quite a fan of all forms of electric mobility, and they showcase uh, motorbikes of all sorts uh, that are electrically uh, powered. And I pay close attention; I find them cool. Well, uh, alas, one day there is a uh, cake, and I thought, "Cake? These these bikes are called cake." <clears throat> well, I checked them out, and they're incredible. Uh, this incredible. I don't I don't want to a misinterpret this but like a sort of a Bauhaus minimalist design with uh, unbelievable power and lightweight uh how in the hell did you invent something like that so beautiful and powerful and can you tell us about it a little bit
1: well uh there are numerous angles to to that whole thing but i'd say that uh starting from the the, the you know the reason uh I've always been in businesses uh, promoting some some kind of a purpose, uh, whether it's been my previous business, POC, doing you know protection and helmets for gravity sports athletes, or in this case, uh, supporting the uh, you know trying to inspire the market towards zero emission by being able to combine excitement with responsibility. Uh, a vehicle that doesn't pollute, doesn't disturb, it's totally silent, and has a number of benefits. Which actually makes this kind of off-road experience an including experience rather than an ex- excluding one. The whole motorcycling culture, which I was never a part of, and I mm-hmm. need to be humble about that. And that's maybe why we've been able to break a few rules and you know pass those cannot be done kind of attitudes. Um, and uh, you know, thanks to the, the, the easeness of riding, you don't need the clash, you don't need to change gears, and all that. Uh, that really got me going uh and i i you know five years ago I started buying everything that was in the market without the intention of actually starting a business but because I was so curious about uh what what electric would mean in terms of um you know both the fun part of the of it as well as as you know the transportation aspect of things and I had hundreds of friends trying these different bikes and it was very interesting to, to, to you know to get the, the the feedback with someone who you know used to ride the world championship motocross came back to me saying that hey wow. Stefan it's amazing it's more like you know skiing powder in the woods without the need for snow or slope or young women for the first time you know putting on helmets boots goggles and idling away really slowly super scared and then getting back to me after twenty minutes at high speed sliding in front of me <laughs> speaking out loud hey Stefan this is the most amazing thing I've done in my life and then that. That's when the whole thing started to grow on me and I realized that speaking about purpose in this case uh, uh, could really bring you know, uh, a new perspective on uh, the fun side together with the transportation side of things and having people transition from combustion and gasoline to electric uh, in a uh, lubricated and, 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 and kind of uh, positive way. So there is this Combination between doing good, and then I'm totally stoked about innovation and uh, bringing performance to stuff that you you know that actually supports your ability to perform or just you know, your your ability to, to live. And that has been you know something that has been a strong kind of uh, point in whatever
0: I did throughout my career. So, if you don't mind, would you be willing to just? Uh, for our listeners, kind of give an overview of uh, the product offering itself, just get a good idea of exactly what we're referring to, if they're not familiar already.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sorry about that. So basically, what we're doing is that that when I was through this this experience of having tried the different motorbikes and so forth, I actually you know came to a point where I could could conclude a few things, and uh, one of the important things, and that's why I think that we've been able to actually get a bit further. Uh, at this point, uh, is that uh, without the uh, motorcycling kind of heritage or burden, you know, on our side, uh, we could start looking new, at, you know, in a fresh way, without having those, you know, musts or, 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 or mustn'ts. Uh, and in this case, we, we concluded that to optimize the performance of, you know, a two-wheeled electric vehicle, you need you need to be built super light. So instead of doing what the majority of the companies out there without bashing at them saying that that's stupid because they're doing nice products. But if you really want to you know, emphasize and, and, and explore the level of performance, you need to build super light. And it's totally a power weight ratio thing here. And what we did was basically understanding that there was nothing off the shelf that we could actually use. So we needed to start from scratch when I decided to get this from you know, inspiration and fun to actually you know, try to build a business from it and uh, with that said we have done you know everything from hubs to rims to uh, uh, you know extruding uh, piping uh, uh, even the tires are specifically developed to support this super light um, you know, performance oriented off road bike, the Cake Kalk, which is the first one we did. Mm. Uh, and then there's another, a second bike in the market called the, the, the Cake, Ösa, which is a more utility uh, transportation oriented something with off road capabilities, but you're not, you know, you're not flipping the bike or, or jumping, yeah. uh, you know, 100 feet. But it, it, it basically, the approach is build as light as you possibly can. And to do that, we needed to start from scratch. So in the end, you know, there were three uh, standard components on the bike: foot pegs, rubber handles, and brake levers. Everything else is made and, and you know designed and engineered from scratch. So That's the bike impressive. is 150 pounds, something that behaves pretty much somewhere in the, between a you know uh, an MX 125, 250, somewhere in between.
0: Okay. So when you, when you did this, for for example, uh, you, 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 you were going in, sounds like you were applying first principles engineering. Um, did you, did you have a sense of metallurgy or, or this, or did, did you, did you have a, do you have a team of engineers that, that, uh, that investigated what, what, what are the lightest metals, alloys, et cetera? And then- yeah.
1: I, I would say that, that again, uh, I don't have a personal experience or, or, or competence in, in metallurgy to the level where I would actually, you know, be someone who would uh, attend the, uh, the 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 metallurgy summit every year globally. But yeah. I do have a strong notion about. I've been developing products my whole life. Yeah, you know, before I was doing, I've been working with you know consumer products throughout my whole life. I've probably brought five thousand products to the market or something. So I I have a strong you know insight experience and feeling from for, you know for material, for construction, for from you know manufacturing methods and so forth. and then being a, a geeky cyclist because a, a lot of things that we've done and I would you know without again bashing at all, you know the, 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 the motorcycling space, but I'd say that looking at motorcycling itself, uh, the reason why motorcycle you know is constituted the way it is. Is based on a number of different facts. The fact that it's a combustion engine, it needs gasoline and so forth, and therefore there are certain measures and angles and you know wheelbases and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 kind of personal uh, and subjective attitude to actually bring this this super light vessel, you know, in in, in, in using an electric drivetrain. Is strongly inspired from my cycling, you know, no and yeah. experience. Hey, Stefan, I'm so going to interrupt very, just one I, second
0: here. Um, your face is cutting off. Just there, we okay. we got you perfectly right there. If that's, I don't know if that's difficult yeah, to, try, to maintain that, but we've got you now. Uh, but but we're hearing you loud and clear. So my apologies. You continue. You, see, yeah, you were don't mentioning worry about it. you were you came from so, a road yes, bike so, background.
1: And 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 again, it's it's uh, to, to a large extent to my 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 my. my, my you know insights to cycling and, and, and bicycles and stuff like that because we built this much more like uh, a contemporary downhill mountain bike than a traditional motorcycle uh, so that's one thing and then of course i do have being a startup i mean in the beginning we were one two three guys and then we needed to wear a number of different hats but just to mention someone they're also consultants in this case and when we speak about kinematics, for instance, we've been working together with a guy named David Earl, who's known for making suspension for, for the mountain bike you know, community and space and industry for years and years and years. So, uh, again, being clear about the fact that I'm not a specialist in metallurgy, but I have a very strong notion about the differences between mm-hmm. different you know, alloys and what they're good for. and. What not to use and the reasons why and so forth. So, uh, I have a common knowledge in those, uh, you know, in, in that spectrum.
0: Okay, well, let me let me ask you some specifics. Um, so, I, I noticed just just uh, you know visually, you can see you have a huge rear sprocket and uh, and a, and a small front sprocket, which leads me to believe you guys are direct drive. Uh, yeah. Is that is that the case? Are you a direct drive uh, type situation or, or something you can do no, intelligently? No, it's, it's,
1: it's a it's a deliberate kind of. Uh, uh, decision through the process of developing the product. Product. Mm-hmm. So uh, by deciding and knowing that with that new rear sprocket, people will go, "Wow, this looks odd." But uh, one of the important aspects with the whole electric, you know, aspect here, and speaking about maintenance and so forth, we want the, you know, the bike to be as simple as possible to ride and to own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in that sense, we could exclude 26 moving parts. By doing a direct drive instead of doing, you know, a gearbox in between and all that. Yeah. So it's, it was all about simplifying the vehicle as a whole. So that was one of the aspects where there was an active decision: let's do it direct drive because mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, so much easier in terms of, uh, again, owning it and, and making it than everything else.
0: Of course. Okay. Well, I, I grew up, uh, sort of in a, in a, a rural environment, but we cycling was a huge part of my life as a child. I was like USCF certified by like age 12 or something ridiculous. Yeah. It's now been disbanded, but there's a new cycling federation now, but at, at any rate, it was a big deal for kids to, you know, save their pennies and, and build up their bikes. And, you know, like I had a uh, originally yeah. had a Bianchi with Campagnolo, uh e- equipments and things like that we were counting grams uh yeah. and and we were removing spokes when we didn't think they were necessary we were, we were always tweaking and trying to to reduce weight is this yeah. is this process similar when you go when you endeavor to build a bike i mean you've got more computer help these days but do you do you go yeah. in and you're you constantly counting grams and to get to that 150 pounds yeah or not?
1: The, the interesting thing here is that that uh There's nothing. There's no real reference, of course, without again being, uh, you know, big-headed about the fact where we're at. Then there is no competition. But Mm -hmm. I would say that competition at this point is very basic. Uh, We're going to see lots, tons of competitors down the road. So I'm I'm really humble about that. But um, the, the the current players in the market who are into, you know, the understanding and there's a lot of smart guys technical guys really good at welding. They're in the garages around the the world building hybrids of Mm -hmm. standard parts, you know, using a downhill mountain bike fork and then you know a rear wheel from a, you know, an 85cc motorbike or whatever. Uh, The problem there is that those products pretty much show a direction. I've been, you know, honestly, they inspired me because they were the ones showing that that building light is the way forward. Mm -hmm. But again, those bikes, the, the, the you know the, the the mountain bike stuff is too fragile, it breaks, and the the mm-hmm. the, button, the motorbike parts are too heavy, and uh, it doesn't really su- support the whole thing. So so that said, I, I'd say that that um, uh, with us at this point ending up with a bike at 150. Speaking about the off-road, mm-hmm. pure off-road bike yeah. uh, at 150 pounds, mm-hmm. it's uh, based on how I uh, kind of. Uh, Relate to what you just described with building bikes. We tried, you know, build everything as light as we possibly could, and our reference was always if this had been, uh, you know, a downhill mountain bike or in reference to a, an 85 cc or a 125 cc motorbike, and trying to find the uh, uh, being inspired by both those categories or those 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 spaces, and then uh, coming up with something. As we would have, as we would have had competition, even though that there hasn't been too much around. So, uh, on the other hand, I would say if there was true competition in this within this category of, of super-light performance-oriented off-road bikes, I think that we'd be even better in terms of actually uh, motivating ourselves and gaining additional grams. But um, so we'll see how this this develops. But yes. I have the same kind of upbringing and attitude towards you know optimizing performance by uh, you know finding those grams yes
0: so when you approach um, a product like this I'm curious is it do you get do you get a group of engineers together you engineer the components and then you go to manufacturers and you use them to manufacture the component and you assemble then kind of
1: in-house or are you doing the manufacturing there? What what's like the supply chain look like? No. Yeah, it's it's sort so basically we are manufacturing everything we do in 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 Taiwan, and the reason for being in Taiwan these days is because they're really good when it comes to, to mm-hmm. quality. Uh, you know, forty years ago, it, you know, people went to Taiwan because it it was cheap, but it's not. It's actually pretty expensive these days. But Taiwan and in Taichung where everything is based. And we're in the need for a number of different vendors and, and manufacturers. So someone's doing the tires, someone else is doing, you know, hubs. Some, someone else is doing uh, uh, handlebars and whatever. Uh, the beauty with Taichung is that they have their the, the cycling and the motorcycling industry in a very, you know, in a radius of maybe, you know, ten miles or something. So there are hundreds and hundreds of vendors and manufacturers there. So it's a very efficient, you know. Geography in terms mm-hmm. of, of, of finding the right suppliers, but before getting there, uh, I'd say that all of the, the development work is being done in Stockholm, where we have our headquarters. And uh, again, at this point, we've grown a bit. So instead of just being two, three, or four guys, we're like you know about twenty guys at the head office. So they're mechanical engineers, industrial designers, electronic engineers, uh, and uh, my my role. You know, leading this this bunch is, I'm I'm like a conductor or a um, you know orchestrating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I have a very strong. Uh, I'd say that that you know I'm doing I'm doing the manuscript and I'm 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 I'm, I'm casting the crew and I'm di- directing the film, uh, and I wouldn't have a chance in the world of doing that unless I had brilliant know colleagues so mm-hmm. it's really a teamwork where we have different roles
0: well clearly there is a a strong emphasis on aesthetic design i mean i'm sure it's 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 also quite functional but this might be and and I, and I i don't mean to uh to uh to to blow wind up your skirt but it's it's probably the most beautiful uh electric motorbike i've ever seen uh and that's i'm referencing particularly the Kalkan ampersand yeah. Or and rather call and uh yeah so but you so somebody there and it's probably you has uh and, and others have a very strong uh design sensibility
1: yeah i'd say that that throughout my career and and you know again we I, i've come to the point in my life that i i never speak about design as something a you know to me design is all about you know making a strategy come to life mm. uh, and and in that sense we have a different a number of different Parameters that we want to reach in terms of what we described as uh, perceived aspiration. What's the aspiration uh, we're looking to establish, you know, out there? And uh, the, the the process of design that is is to make sure that every little component that you know eventually contributes to to the the, 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 the finished product is supporting that. Uh, Uh, aspired perception, Mm -hmm. Uh, I put it, you know, wrongly here, it's speaking about the inspired perception, that's what we're looking to to, to establish. So that said, uh, it's it's an ongoing, everyday kind of pursuit, which is not, uh, doesn't have anything to do with trying to give it uh, a uh, cosmetic kind of uh, look in the end. Mm -hmm. It's like from the start of the process, we know exactly what, you know, we want to achieve in that sense. and then it's really important that the seat has a re- relationship to the radius of uh, uh, the cutouts in the, the the breaking disc, which is connected to how we've done the uh, uh, the, the design of the, uh, the the you know triple clamps or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. There's not a single component which is not filtered through that uh, filter, with which is basically you know speaking about the the. Um, uh, the, the, the aspired perception mm. in the end uh, ourselves being the judges saying that this is what we believe uh, that that will actually uh support the that that same aspired perception so uh yes it's a very and, and then again i like beautiful things so mm-hmm. why make something ugly if you can make it look funky and nice
0: well, that's said simply, but uh, I think very special people uh, it takes to to make something like that. It, you, the, the, the words you use there are the description of, of, of how you, you get things to integrate aesthetically reminds me of the curvature, the radius rather, of the corners on an Apple device. I believe yeah. that radius is even patented in some form. Um, but it, it's, it's very purposeful yeah. and, and, and very easy to, you may not be able to distinct if you're not a, a design guru or whatnot, you might, be, might not be able to articulate exactly what that is, but you naturally feel this is right. And that's, yeah. that's similar how, uh, to how I feel when I look at your bikes. Which yeah. leads me to my next question. Uh, when yeah. can we get them here in the United States and perhaps elsewhere? Cause we do have viewers from all over the place.
1: Yeah. 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 So we have a, uh, a, uh, sales office in park city, Utah, and they've been delivering bike for the past. I'd say, you know, first we did a limited edition as we showed the bike the first time at OR in 2018. And I think we sold 15 or 20 bikes, but I think that throughout the, the past 12 months, we probably delivered, uh, close to hundred bikes in America. Wow. And the, the actual, you know, the, 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 the real delivery starts from uh, pretty much next month. So uh, we now have uh, six different models in the market. Mm-hmm. There are two Calcs, one OR, which is pure off road, the Calc N which is uh, the street certified version of that same model. Mm-hmm. There is the ESA, which is, again, that utility transportation uh, thing, which comes as a scooter or as a moped. And then there's also a, uh, a black edition of the cow called Ink that comes as an off-road as well as a, a street certified bike as well. All of those are to deliver uh, in America from, you know, two, two, two to four weeks from now.
0: Okay. And, and you, it seems like you guys have uh, kept things going to some degree through this pandemic. Uh, is that you know, in any way influencing things?
1: Yeah, I would say that, that you know everyone's working from home and we were super scared about what the situation would be as naturally and, and, and I'm not saying that that uh, we've been lucky for, for you know, and again, we're a small company. We're speaking you know we're doing maybe six or seven hundred bikes this, this year. Uh, but uh, of course it's been worrying with the, the whole situation. But we've been lucky to to increase. We did, you know, March was by far the best month through, you know, when it comes to sales, and and April seems to be even better. So there is traction in the market, even though we're unable to support what is the main kind of sales task we're implementing, which is being able out there, you know, being able to be out there having people test ride the bikes. So we have a number of trucks around the country in in America as well as in Europe with. With you know bikes at the back of the of, of the cart mm-hmm. and promoting test riding at you know anything from Sea Otter to Burning Man or whatever it might be.
0: Very cool. Well, how are you guys ahead, uh, check. Up the battery pack? Uh, where are you getting your battery cells, and how do you have that
1: constructed? So uh, we started off doing uh, the batteries in Europe uh, in the, the Czech Republic, and it's really interesting as as a, a you know as an isolated. Uh, aspect of things, but uh, due to the fact that there hasn't been any um, uh, gasoline uh, vehicles in former Eastern Europe, there's a lot of competence in those countries uh, when it comes to electric drive trains. So, they kind of missed out on the whole combustion engine thing and went <laughs> right on to, to electric. So, speaking about countries like Russia, Poland, the Czech Republic, Croatia, Slovenia, so forth, there's a lot of super competence in, in on the electric side of things. Uh, That's another little, you know, that's an isolated but interesting aspect of things. We have moved all all our manufacturing, including battery, to to, uh, Taiwan at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the reason for doing that in Taiwan as well is basically because, you know, as of before, all of the bikes have had to pass through Europe before going to America. And we have 50% or more of our sales in America. So in that sense, we... uh, actually have you know from taichung to la it's only two and a half weeks by boat while it took you know 10 to 12 weeks to get it via europe to america uh, the next step in this case is because again we just we're not faking the aspect that it, it's really something that 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 drives our business which is you know being honest about what can be done and cannot be done in terms of supporting the idea of, of sustainability and just bragging about the fact that we, we're, you know, we're electric therefore we're good is bullshit because mm-hmm. looking at the situation right now, uh, an electric vehicle is pretty much just as bad as, as a combustion engine yeah. vehicle at this point. But things are changing and everyone in the space knows that in 10 years from now those things w- will have been solved. And like an example of that is that we, we're starting to use uh, battery cells from a company named Northvolt. And those battery, uh, batteries are being made in the, in the north of Sweden and uh, they're only using hydropower to produce those, those battery oh, wow. cells. Because honestly, at this point, the majority of the cells being sold and used in the world are being produced in South Korea, Japan, or in China. And all of those you know, manufacturers are you know, pretty much burning coal to, um, to, uh, to make their batteries.
0: These are the 2170s? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, we're using uh eighteen sixty fives now. We we uh changed it to twenty twenty one seventies as we, we move on uh change to, to North Vault. Mm, okay. Yep. So that that said, we need to find that's one of the aspects where you know it's it's not you cannot take for granted that that just because it's it's electric, it's good. It of has course. a number of different challenges.
0: Are you familiar with the uh uh B Corps or certified B? uh this this designation are you at all familiar with that
1: no you need to help me here
0: yeah no no worries it's 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 it, like uh you're you're probably familiar with the company patagonia uh, yeah yeah founded by von schwinard yeah. uh they're uh they're one of the sort of flagship companies that has embraced this b certification and and i'm not uh, trying to impress upon you to do this or or otherwise but it is interesting that they're a, a group of uh, uh wall street types uh, money types, uh, that got sort of disenfranchised by being in that arena, uh, decided to create an organization about 10 years ago that puts language in, in, in a, in a business's bylaws that where you have to, you get basically an aggregate score. Okay. Well, how many of your People, how far do your people, your employees have to drive to get to work? Yeah, yeah, Can yeah. they walk to get to work? And, and,
1: yeah, I'm with you. Okay, yeah.
0: so uh, I'm just curious. Uh, like, for instance, uh, I'm going to be talking to Ben Anderson uh, next week. He's a, he's the founder of Icelandic Skis, and he's also a neighbor. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're in the process. They're, they're sort of investigating that route. Uh, again, not holding your feet to the fire or anything like that. But would you ever consider something like that? Or are you considering Absolutely. something like that? We're
1: doing a number of initiatives like that. Uh, and that is, you know, over time being uh, communicated on our website.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so right now we're doing uh, one-point, uh, you know, uh, lifecycle analysis mm-hmm. uh, to get that going. But there are a number of things that we need to include because, again, without, you know, I love Patagonia, for instance. Of course. I have numerous parts, and I think that what they've done in terms of bringing understanding and, and engagement and what not to the market is super important. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to be very sensitive, you know, uh whoever we we would be, uh, whether we be we be consumers or companies. Mm. To me, when 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 Patagonia says that they're in business to save the world, I'm like, hey guys, uh, if if that would be the pursuit, maybe you shouldn't even be producing and selling items. Yeah. So you need to be a bit cautious about how Agreed. you deal with these topics. And it's much more complex than just speaking about sustainability because the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And this is a process. It's going to take time. And it doesn't matter if you're in the, in the vehicle business or if you're producing uh, fleece jackets. Uh, we need to be patient about the fact that things will not change from one day to another. And we need to be 100% transparent about what we do and what the drawbacks and challenges are and to bring everyone on board to understand that this is a collective kind of motion mm. going forward, and we we're all obligated to take our responsibility to get to the point where we actually make a difference, to get to the point where we can extend, uh, you know, our, our our opportunity or or abilities to actually uh, support the needed change, which is super crucial. Amen. So, uh, <laughs> I have a whole, you know, there, there are a number of initiatives we're doing in this sense, but to me, this is like. This is this is this is one of the purpose aspects of doing what we're doing. Uh, and we need to bring people with us and we need to tell them so before you know we're doing this and this and this and that and we're doing in this, this and this and that order. And you need to ask yourself, if you're gonna ride or if you're gonna drive an electric vehicle, where Mm -hmm. where do you actually get your power from? Where do you buy your power from? And that's so simple for the customer to be able to find out somewhere where they can rely on that the stuff they're getting, the stuff, the juice they're using to to drive whatever it might be, uh, you know, has decent levels of of impact in terms of in relation or versus other stuff. Uh, And I'm not going to bore you with details, but we have a number of initiatives like, you know, we're we're, uh, printing the quality of the alloy we're using Mm. uh, on every little component, for instance. Because when you're recycling aluminium, uh, you need to make sure that you actually melt the same quality of alloy with you know in the same bucket as, as the, that same quality, and that's mm-hmm. how to preserve and maintain both uh, quality and pricing uh, of the aluminium. Because otherwise, it, it all ends up being Coca Cola cans. So exactly. uh, again, we we this is this is something which is really you know, something that we we. Uh, uh, love, uh, I'd say, I, I love speaking about because influencing people and, and opening people's you know eyes at the same time not trying to fool people uh, that this is actually uh, something which
0: a silver bullet that saves the earth just by producing electric motorcycles right
1: no right it's like it, it's we're on a on on we're on a you know on a journey here
0: yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, this right here, this, this is this was worth the conversation just to hear this bit from you, you know, a lot of people signal, a lot of businesses signal to the, to the rest of us that they're, you know, they'll use words like sustainability, which is, you know, very nebulous word to begin with, but, uh, and, and it's really, they're just casting a net to get more people to consume and so, so on and so forth. But to hear you say that, to be honest, uh, and is really good and and the way i would pers- uh, view a business like yours and perhaps your your previous businesses is that to me when you make something like you that is an ev that's beautiful and, and capable um it's the starting point you you have now attracted people to get the conversation going if they haven't already had that conversation themselves so uh, what you're doing is, is, is great to hear you, uh, uh ex- explain how your, uh, methodology works is fantastic. And, uh, man, we wish you the best of success, yep. but, but we don't have to do that. You're already gonna, you're already gonna be successful. <laughs> we see. Yeah. Well, uh, Kyle, you have anything else? If, if not, I'll, uh, I'll wrap it up here, but, uh, No, that was great. Thank you for, uh, for filling us in on
1: what you're doing. It was very interesting. Thank you guys.
0: Yeah, Stefan, thank you very much. Well, that does it folks. That wraps up our show. Thank you so much to Mr. Stefan Yetterborn and his company, ridecake.com. You can find us at the UCS ourselves, where you can find our links to our podcast, as well as our YouTube channel. Please like, and subscribe as always. If you have any comments, please good or bad, put them down at the bottom. We'd love to hear them. We need feedback to improve this show. Thanks again. We'll talk to you all next week.